afternoon, everybody. I am Tim Gillette, your host, and this is the Tim Gillette Show. This is the last one of the week that we actually get to bring in someone who's cool because we only interview the coolest people on the planet. So anyway, and I just got this whole thing, reconnect, blah, 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 blah. Click here to reconnect your destination. And right in the middle of this, all right, would you believe it that my internet just clicked off and I'm going to fix it while I'm talking to you, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see how good I am at fixing it. And uh, anyway, if it doesn't work, we'll fix it along the way. Um, in the meantime, it always happens during the middle of a broadcast. And uh, of course, I just lost every connection I had with Facebook. So if you're watching this on Facebook, I'm sorry. Uh, you just lost everything. I will have to fix it after the show. In the meantime, some of you are here on, on, on YouTube. So, and we'll actually go with it that way. Today's guest, Janet uh, Kaliri. I hope I said that right. Janet Kaliri. She's, she's Italian anyway. So she's going to have this really unique conversation with us. All right. We're going to get to know her. She's a cool person. I met her through some other people online. And today I get to meet her and find out who she is. You ready? Let's bring her up here and get to meet her. Hey, Janet. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's you so bet, exciting yeah. to be here with you. How have you been doing? All right. I know you've been through some challenges recently and stuff, but how you been doing? Uh, for the most part, doing excellent. Um, yeah, I've been through some challenges with the brain injury since last January 2020, hence the sunglasses. And uh, But honestly, the work that I do in the world really helps to accept what is and have more ease and joy and get to into a healing state and stay in a healing state. So I would say that I'm doing, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, well, uh, uh, it is always neat to have someone come on. All right. I mean, I know you made the schedule to do this. All right. But, you know, probably in the middle of this whole transition in your life, but you decided to come through with it anyway. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with us. So, uh, Janet, for my audience, what is uh, a few things you can tell them about yourself that makes you really unique? Oh, well, great question. What makes me unique? I write backwards. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I write backwards. Um, I, I invented this photographic methodology. It's called Visible Transitions. And um, I invented it about 11 years ago during another health crisis. And it is a really cool photographic tool that anyone can use to uh, have more ease and calm and joy and actually fun during chaotic life changes or even in the day to day or in conflict. And it's using curiosity and a smartphone camera. And, um, and so that's, what's unique because no one in the world is doing this. And, um, you know, I, I come on as guests to podcast and, uh, in programs and whatnot so that I can offer some wisdom of this methodology to as many people as possible. It, it's, it's like uh, it's in a, like uh, an acceleration pedal. So so we have all these self care processes and practices that we do, and visible transitions photo process is actually like an acceleration pedal. So it 
it activates new neurons in the brain. It produces dopamine and serotonin. And it makes all of the self-care practices easier. So there's like there's nothing that gets you to zero resistance faster than visible transitions. So that's what's unique about it. Uh, so yeah, if, if people want to release the struggle and the suffering, this process is it's fun and simple and quick. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, what took you down this path, uh, Janet, and, and helping people this way? Uh, you know, personal, uh, was it personal desire to, to fix things or was it personal desire to see change in the world? Great question. So for me, I've always believed in people's potential. Even when I didn't believe in my own, I, there, there was a deep knowing about our potential and uh, being an empath, a highly se sensitive person, I, I saw and I see things that many people don't, like systems, like in, we're all seeing all the broken systems now. That's why I call this period of time Corona apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've, I've, I've just always believed in people's potential and I've, I've brought that forth in many ways. Um, back in the day, I was a cardiovascular radiology tech for like 14 years. So I worked in the medical industry helping people. I left the medical industry because I saw it before my own eyes become a business and put money before patients. And then I, uh, I became a professional photographer. I've, I've had a camera, well, a real camera. You can see some of the old ones there. <laughs> real camera in my hands since... You know, I was wee years old and and that's part of like seeing people like being an x-ray tech, being a photographer, like I see things that people don't see. I see your potential and, and kind of get right in there. Um, so it's partly that. And then uh, lots of personal experiences, especially with trans transitions, um, for example, you know, Visible transitions was formed and invented during my own personal five-year illness when I was I was down and out, and and so I received these ideas of visible transitions at this like most trying moment of my life when I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit, and and so my relationship with my emotions was blocked. And that, you know, blocked being truly happy and experiencing um, the alignment and the growth. So I found a miracle response to that crucial need. And that first part of visible transitions when it came to me was photographing emo emotions. And I immediately noticed a reduction of depression and stress. And then this surge of vitality and personal power which helped me become more resilient, which also helps healing. So yeah, it came from both like my life purpose, my my desire, and also personal experience. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so oh, I, I'm getting a dark back there. I got to change that. Hold on, let me adjust that real quick. 
and pull that sound down one link there. Uh, I always love, I can try to correct things during, during the broadcast. Uh, so let me ask you this. All right. You know what I mean? It, it, so often, um, many of us in, in our journey, we come up with this engineered system that we want to actually figure out how to make the world better, but we all run into, shall we say the wall? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I have the greatest plan in the world. All right. But plan a always involves a wall. <laughs> how, how, how many times have you hit the wall in life? All right, to help you get to the, the to where you are now. Oh my gosh, I can't even count. Um, one quick example: I can tell you that I have moved thirty times in my life. That's more than half my age. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This this. There's been multiple illnesses. I mean, I've, I've been homeless a few times. I had my my housemates who were my friend. They stole my identity. I mean, just drama after drama. And it was it was me not being aligned with my soul. And I'm on a soul tour now since January 16th, the one year anniversary of my um, brain injury. And it's for many of us, it's difficult to be aligned with our souls because of this like three dimensional world and the structure and the society and plan a and plan b it can be so hard to like stay in alignment with our soul and and ever since then january 16th i mean there's just been miracles and magic in my life and in massive healing and i want to say something about you know this plan a and then there's a wall and may, maybe there's a plan b and so Part of the wall, I think, is like us not taking enough quiet time and be like, okay, so what, 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 what's the best thing for me? Mm-hmm. And then even when we hear it, we can often get so scared and not go down that true path and kind of stay in the default um, because the brain hates change. Oh, yeah. It I actually hates change. Yeah. So it's up to us to help the brain feel safe. And that's why I love my methodology. It helps the brain feel safe. It develops those new neurons, which take over the crusty old uh, conditioning, conditioner, the, the neurons that have our conditioning. And, and so then the brain starts to feel at ease. And the way that uh, there's three processes in one way is like we take pictures of just subtle steps. We celebrate. So the brain gets on gets on board with the change easier. And I'll, and then, you know, back to these like plans and the wall, um, there's a really beneficial question that I asked last year and I, I wanna offer it to the, to you and the, and the listeners because the realm in which I work is non-duality, that philosophy, philosophy of non-duality where where there's no resistance there's no aversion there's no clinging and attachment it's more like a neutral curious accepting state and that's when life works that's when plan a might work or at least if plan a is not working we're not hitting a wall so the question is what is option three and we don't ask ourselves that question so if there's a if if you believe in a higher 
source, a higher power, like something greater than than the physical human, ask, you know, you may, maybe you even ask your soul, okay? But what is option three? That, that question in and of itself is going to take you out of that wall and, um, and move you into a place where there's possibilities that you, you, you just haven't thought of. And you might not get an answer directly or immediately from that question. But the point is, ask the question and that, that curiosity, asking that question is going to get you out of that dual conflicting state of mind, like that mindset. And then life might swoop in right away and, and give you all these aha moments and answers. It might take a while, but just even asking that question is, is so powerful and can shift you and, you know, dissolve that wall and shift you to maybe plan B or C. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know in my life, I've had a lot of, a lot of plan B's and a plan C's, you know, and it's, it's, I, I always like to get people's insight because, you know what I mean? You've studied it a little bit more than I have. Whereas mm -hmm. me, I don't study it. I just go, okay, that didn't work. Okay. Move on next time. And next, I mean, that's just what I do. Yeah. I'm not the person to go, okay, study. Why did I get that? Why did that happen to me? I, I'm just, I'm just not that person, but there are uh -huh. people who have to understand that in order to move to plan B. You know what I mean? And I, I assume that's the type of people you, who are really your peeps. Is that correct? Well, I don't do a lot of, I don't do a lot of like analyzing or mm -hmm. trying to understand things. What I do is I place myself or my clients in a state of curiosity. Okay. So like, so that question, just for example, what is, what is option three? Just that action in and of itself is, is all we need. We, we don't really need to go to the why. Um, like, I, like when I was incapacitated in bed for months and had caregivers in and out of my house, I wasn't asking like, why did this happen to me? Um, what, what happened was I thought, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a business owner. I'm, I'm not married. Like I don't have a, I, I didn't have a partner to, to support me. Mm -hmm. How the heck am I going to live? Wow. That that's what first came up. And so typically people will go into panic and anxiety and all that. But I used my process and that question popped up and it just immediately brought me to that zero resistant, like just calm me down. And, you know, when you're like stressed and there's the wall and it's really hard to think or analyze or like figure out what's next, this space of curiosity helps you to just dissolve all that stuff, that wall and the stress and the anxiety. And like you, like it helps you just move to the next thing. Um, sometimes, you know, so, so it's, I, I like the fact that you, oh, that didn't work. I'm going to move on. Like awesome. Right. Cause there's no sense in stewing and all that unworkability and you move forward. Often though, when we like go to the next thing, that might not work or we might not have clarity or it might feel like there there's a wall and so that's that's when i like pause in the curiosity and i and i ask that question mm -hmm. what is option three and and 
often I and my clients will use my three key process as well. And we can talk about that. If I, I would love you to share that process with my audience, if you don't mind, at least the points so that they can, they can get an idea of it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, okay. So there's the, the state of, cur of curiosity. All right. It's not analyzing and it's not why questions. It's more of like what or how. The, the idea is just like stay curious and that childlike wonder and not latch on to not latch on to the answers. Like when are the answers coming or what are the answers going to be? Because, again, like that puts us into that resistance state and it, it, it puts us into the limiting the, li the limiting beliefs and the subconscious resistance. And resistance is like armor, okay? So when we're in a state of resistance, we're rejecting, we're blocking the solutions from the get-go. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so actually, like, even with my clients, before, like, when we start working together, before they even start taking action, the first thing we work on, and it could be three sessions, we start to reduce their reduce and dissolve their forms of, resi of resistance. Again, because that resistance is that wall that we've been talking about. And so once we identify areas of resistance, then I bring in my proprietary visible transitions photo process. And every photo has intention behind it. So, um, there's three practices. One, and, and I have a PDF booklet, if anybody wants that, you, you can download it for free, and it shows this. So the first process or practice is creating imagery of your feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to um, about 11 years ago when visible transitions came to me during a five-year illness, and the first part was like, the voice was like, take pictures of your feelings and emotions, Janet. And so I grabbed my smartphone and I thought, okay, well, what does anger look like? What does hope look like? Mm -hmm. What does stress look like? And I got real creative. So that's what my clients and people can do. The photos can be abstract, pantomimed. Um, literal, you can even write the emotions um, and you take the picture. So the idea is to be playful and it's, it's really quick and simple. Um, and I, me I mentioned once I started to do that, my stress and anxiety started to reduce. In fact, my, my depression at that point um, started to dissolve as well. And then my vitality started to return. So that's always helpful. Uh, the second practice is tracking subtle evidences of your progress. So this helps for motivation, building confidence, um, self-compassion, which is so key. Uh, it also shows evidence to your brain and to yourself that you care about something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it's a celebration. So we go back to that brain hates change. Well, every time you take a picture with an intention, whether it's your feelings and emotions or the second practice of um, little steps of progress, you're literally helping your brain get on board and feel more at ease. Mm -hmm. And then the third practice, you capture what triggers your emotions. 
and it significantly neutralizes that emotional charge. And I call this the neutrality practice. So it gets you to that neutral, curious, accepting state. That, that's where we all want to be. That, and there's lots of fun and excitement in that. It's not boring. Um, that's where we're like resilient. We're in our personal power. We're on fire. We're, we're being like the best of the best contribution to the world because we don't have all these resistant and distracting energy around us. And this neutrality practice is basically if you're upset about something or someone, you, 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 you take a picture of it. So for me, the way that this was born was it was a Sunday and I, I cooked, I was cooking for the whole week. So I spent probably like three or four hours in the kitchen. I was preparing food for the whole week. And then I had um, like, and then I just got exhausted and I, and I ended up in bed for almost three days. So all these pots and pans and dishes and everything were like overpiled from the sink onto <laughs> the counter. And three days later I came and uh, you, you can imagine this, what I, you know, quote unquote mess. And it was stinky and all the food was stuck to the pots and pans and, it, and I got really stressed. And what I did was I took a picture of it, the thing I hated, the thing I was triggered with. And then I did the neutral, neutrality practice where um, if people want to download that booklet. So the neutrality practice ba basically is you look you looking at the thing you're upset with, in this case, this, the overflowed sink of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you look at what's there, you name nouns what's there, but you don't give descriptions. Like you, you, you don't say, you know, red cup or coffee cup. You just say cup. Mm -hmm. You don't say like large silver pot. You just say pot. So you're stripping any meaning. You're stripping all the all the descriptions. You know, you you don't say green sunglasses. You just say sunglasses, or you know, gray hair. You just say hair. And so, what happens for your brain now? Now, now you're not giving any meaning. And so now your brain doesn't have that limiting belief, that story that you made up. Like for me, I made up. This is a freaking mess, and. I'm a loser. I'm an idiot. I should be married. I should have a successful business. I should not be sick. All the shoulds. Ooh. And that, uh, you know, I, my, I would, felt like I was choking. Mm. And so I did this practice that, I mean, the whole thing just came to me. Mm. And I did the practice. And again, it, it leads to all the, the same results. Like zero resistance, relaxation, clarity. Um, you know, the calmness. So that, in short, are the three practices. People can do one, they can do two, they can do three. I like the neutrality practice, the one I was just speaking of the best, because it, like, if you're driving and you're stressed out, don't take a picture, but you can still do the practice live in your environment. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Wheel, 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 pull, pull, cow, 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 you know, tree, tree. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 pretty instant what that does. So that's those three 
practices came to me within about two years. Mm-hmm. And then once I started and I did start feeling way better when I, cause I was doing these practices, yeah. Yeah. I started healing and then I turned it into a service and in, in a business. And it's, it's helping lots of people, especially, you know, Northern California wildfires and um, you know, it really helps with trauma as well. Well, I mean, and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's interesting that so often, and, and really a lot of the people I interview, Janet, they, they literally, you know, they've come up with a program, they've come up with a solution, they've come up with a way to fix things in the world. And it all started with, oh, I got to fix me. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a selfish way, but it's not a selfish way because you've got to fix you before you can fix the world. And it's, yeah. And I hear so many of them. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, this is the great part about my show is I hear so many of them. All right. And I've, I've never, I've never heard one that was like a bad one ever. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody comes up with a solution and it started with the solution was I'm broke. I got to fix me. Oh, I fixed me. Hey, let me fix this guy or this person or, or Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know Rhonda Britton. Do you know Rhonda Britton? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Rhonda Britton. Uh, I met Rhonda, I would say 2012. Uh, I think I've had okay. maybe two conversations with her my entire life. Right. Um, but I remember Rhonda speaking at an event and she's telling her story very similar. And she's sharing the fact that like, you know, well, you know, I hated life and I tried to kill myself and I failed at killing myself three times. All right. And she goes into the whole process. She goes, I realized, well, if I can't kill myself, apparently I suck at it so bad that I can't succeed at it. I guess I better learn how to cope with living since I can't die. And, and, and so it's like, you hear that and you're going, it's funny, but it's not funny. And she had to invent little exercises to put her mind through. Now, I don't know the exercises. I don't know the process. I don't fully get it, but it worked for her to the point that someone at her church calls up and goes, well, you know, Rhonda, you've been pretty different lately. Huh, huh? What are you doing? And she's like embarrassingly goes, well, I, I got these exercises that I do that help me. And her friend goes, well, can you tell me them so they can help me? <laughs> yes. And that's how it is. That's how it goes. That, you know what I mean? That's why we have, you know, podcasts and we get out and tell people about it because I don't know who we're going to help. I don't know who's going to see this broadcast and go, oh my, yeah, I need number three. Let me contact Janet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe uh, that our purpose, like the, the way, like our mojo and purpose in life comes from like a wounding from our childhood. Uh, And, and when we don't really get the lesson or we're not aligned with the soul, things continue like it did in my life into adulthood. And, and sometimes life will just swoop in and be like, you're going to have a, you're going to go unconscious twice and smash your head twice and have a TBI. We're going to stop you so you can realign with your soul. Mm. And, and so from my personal experiences at, as you were asking earlier, it, uh, yeah, there, well, I had a need and I found a solution. I mean, a lot of it came to to me, the voice, and I and I listened and I put it together. And if we think about Google or Apple or we think about a cell phone, we 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 think about a car, like these were all needs that people found solutions to. And 
maybe they were frustrated with and they found solutions to. And um, yeah, so I, I did, I, I wrote a book way back when called Me With Me. And you put your name in there, like Tim with Tim. Mm-hmm. And it's about what you're, you and I are saying here. Like, I can only give to others to the degree I give to myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so uh, I've got to work on myself. I don't particularly use the word fix, but but I got to just keep looking at myself. Like the accountability is here, and because my whole world out there is the result of what's in here, mm-hmm. and and so if I want my results out here to be um, excellent, then I got to keep looking in here and shifting and tweaking and it, it's exactly to what you are are, say, are saying too it's mm-hmm. we got to take care of ourselves first and i find it interesting sometimes words matter a lot and i'm glad you brought yeah. that up because words uh you know there's certain words that are used in my in my field all right and you get out there in the speaking circuits like i've been in online marketing and there's words that people use that like make me cringe and I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. You, I don't think you understand what that word means to me. All right. You know, <laughs> and they're not doing it. They Like they didn't wake up that day and go, well, let me invent this word and use this just to piss Tim Gillette off. No, they, they <laughs> to them, it means something. But to me, it's like, ooh, you know, finger bo- fingernails on a chalkboard. Right. Yeah. And I think we're all that way with certain words. We're like, oh, I don't like to use that word. That word just doesn't get me, you know, and. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. All right. I mean, I don't, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't blame them because they're using that word. Uh, I get why they use the word and, uh, it may mean something different to me than it does them. And I got to step back, step back every time and go, okay, that they don't understand what they're saying, what, what they're saying and what it means to me. I got to try to understand what they're saying and how it means to them in their head because they had to help themselves first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very interesting words and they carry an energy and they carry like an opinion and people hear a certain word and they cringe and and they think, you know, and, and it doesn't even mean the same thing to the person who used it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, like for me, I, I noticed I became a coach many, many years ago and I, I just noticed that for me, the word fix didn't, it didn't work. It wasn't helpful for my clients because then they thought something was wrong with them. And it's like, no, there's, there's nothing wrong, but fixing is like, yeah, we, there's, there's a need and we have a solution and it does fix a problem. You know, I have this whole uh, huge document, this whole chart on, languaging i call it ownership language mm-hmm. and um and how words can can help uh, make us contract and get resistant versus be more expansive and open like for the word should or shouldn't oh god like remove that from your vocabulary what do you really mean when you say you shouldn't do that mm-hmm. what what do you really mean and it's like oh yeah um I think it's not in your best interest to do X, Y, Z because I see this kind of consequence coming. Uh, Often we don't really describe exactly what we're meaning and we can throw in these words like should and shouldn't. 
I don't know about you when you were a kid and you were hearing should and shouldn't from your parents, but I, I definitely cringed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, no, for me and, and my, and my world. All right. A word that has always been offensive to me, but I realize that they don't say it to be offensive to me. They say it because of what they, it means to them. To me, the word serve, all right, serving others has always been like a cringe word to me. Now, there's nothing wrong ah. with it. I, I, I serve you. There's nothing wrong with it. But mm. to me, it means something else. What does it, it mean to you? Name. For me, when I hear somebody say, hey, I want to serve you, that means like, uh, you know what I mean? When they actually come out with, I want to serve you, that means I want to get your money. Oh, oh, I like that. Okay. And most people don't see it that way. They look at it as I'm helping you. That's why I use the word help. The word help to me matters. All right. Um, yeah. And that's it. All right. I want to help you because helping you means I'm giving you a, a way to pick yourself up. All right. And do it. I'm not doing it for you. I'm giving you the tools Correct. for you to help you do it yourself. As opposed yeah. to serve, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I'm here to get you. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm here to get you dinner. I'm here to bring you dessert. All right. I'm here to uh, to bring you. And and a server always needs to be tipped. That's why in me, it takes a different meaning. Now, when they say that, it doesn't mean that they're like, well, I'm saying this because I want to piss Tim Gillette off. No, they're saying it because they are trying to help people. So it's amazing how we have different contexts. Like we yeah. all have a different context. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, and that's where, you know, you and I as coaches come in too. Well, we've got to help people in different ways. I help people yes. in online marketing. You help people in a way that like, you know, most people would never stop to look for the help. You know what I mean? And that's what you're in the business of doing. Yes. Yeah. I've recently in the last like four months, I've been giving this talk on enjoying each other's differences. Yeah. And the title started as accepting each other's differences, which, which is true. And then I, I, I upped it a notch to enjoying. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm bringing this up just based on, you know, we all have this context, the beliefs, opinions, conditioning, um, experiences. And as we look through the world and different things have different meanings to us. So, you know, there's a lot of polarization going on in the world right now and people having to be right and um, attempting to change people's minds. And the truth is we're all like the millions of people on this earth, we're all never going to agree on one same thing. I mean, I'm not even sure if we all agree on love, for example. So, yeah. so if there's that truth, if that's a fact, then how can we, how can we accept and enjoy each other based on that fact? And like this process, these, this photo process is super helpful for that because mm -hmm. it's just going to like dissolve your stories, your beliefs, your opinions, and it's going to get you like a kid playful, childlike, and get you to really listen to somebody exactly. and not have to change their mind or not have to be right. And then it's, it's easier for us to say, well, we don't agree on this, but we still, we still dig each other. We, we're still going to get along. I like hanging out with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Janet, I mean, this has been a fun conversation, and you've, 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 you've. I'm, I'm guessing just the little bit you've been here, you've hit the tip of the iceberg of the people way they can they can get information from you. All right, <laughs> what, what is the next level? What is the best place they can reach you? Best website? Um, it's JanetCaliri.com. My name J A N E T C A L I R I. If you Google visible transitions, you're going to get to the same site as well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, if people want to get this free booklet, it'll show you steps on the three practices they would like to. You can find it on my site. Well, cool. I, I, I do appreciate you coming here today and hanging out with us and sharing. Boy, I mean, you went some in depth and I know I know right now, you know, the things are, are, are a little different from you uh, than they were a year ago because you're going through some challenges. And I appreciate you taking even even that taking time out of your schedule to be on the show with us. That, that I appreciate so much. So, oh, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> so, but before you go, I have a little game I play with everybody. OK, you ready, you're ready to play yes. a game with me, right? Absolutely. It's nine questions. This or that. I give you two choices. You pick one. Maybe there's a conversation about it. Maybe there isn't. Let's find out. OK. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, God. Star Trek. Star Trek. Are you, are you into either one of them? Or are you just like, well, I like Not really, but yeah. I don't like war, so I went with Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Huh? I mean, I know there's some wisdom in them, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah I don't know them enough. All right. Uh, second question I have on here today is uh, if you're riding in the car, you know, do you listen to like an audiobook or podcast or do you listen to music? Music. I music? sing. I love singing. What's what's your music of choice? I'm just curious. Like right now is a playlist. So a, lo a lot of folk music like the Indigo Girls and Jewel. Um, I see. I seen the Indigo Girls in 1990 four five and like i was connected to a radio station so like i was able to meet him backstage and I mean, yeah it was cool yeah <laughs> me too yeah. i know they're when they're i was cool. a photo yeah, cool. photo yeah. photographer in in, Bo in boston like i got to meet a lot of celebrities like a lot of music musicians they they they're just i mean they're amazing songwriters amazing harmony they do so much social justice work in in the world Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, so I love, I love to sing and, uh, and I'll, I, I sing in the car. I'll sing anywhere, but That's I like good. to put on my, yeah. All right. How about if you're, if you're going to dress up, all right, are you going to wear heels or boots? Oh, mm, I'd say heels okay. more than you know, boots. You know, yeah. I'm a Texas guy. So when I say boots, we're talking like, you know what I mean? Those good old Southern girl boots. <laughs> I do have a red pair of cowboy. Well, I call them cowboy boots. They're yeah. they're short. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really they're red. I really like them. I would say like right now I'm in New, I'm in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So like a current thing, it's too hot. It's actually too hot for boots, and there's really nowhere to walk in heels. But in general, if I get dressed up, I'm wearing heels. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to our food topics. Uh, the next one here is hamburger or taco? Hamburger. Hamburger? Oh, gotta love a good hamburger, girl. I'm just saying, you know? In fact, yes, I'm defrosting some grass-fed organic beef, and we're going to put it on the grill later. And um, I get to have me red meat maybe once a, one, once a week. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I probably have it more than once a week. All right. But I, I mean, I still love tacos, but like as a kid, hamburger was always my thing. I wanted a hamburger. All right. Uh, until this day, <laughs> uh, I went through a period where I was homeless and broke and I could only afford the dollar menu at McDonald's. Till this day, I still love McDonald's hamburgers. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're yeah. not the greatest thing for you either. Let me just say no. that they taste good. We're not, we're not even sure if it's meat, but <laughs> so, so do you like, uh, you know, do you like all the stuff, all the fruitments on, on the burger? Um, like the McDonald's one, it's cause I'm going to get a cheeseburger with, you know, with pickles and, and, uh, you know what I mean? Ketchup and mustard. Mayo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like when I'm going to my favorite burger that I love is a, as a brand called, uh, um, smash burger and like they have the doctors onto it that i love um, I gotta write that down. yeah uh, and is like it, is that the, a texas thing no actually i've had smash burger actually in the san jose california airport so oh wow <laughs> um but they have one down here that's called a, a baja southwest burger so it's got like a a little bit of like uh a couple peppers onto it uh you know uh it's it's got some flavors to it other yeah. than that, it's like I like going to like five guys where you basically can build it out yourself what you want at the time. You know, uh, my mom and I love going to In-N-Out Burger. You know, that's the type of stuff we yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I got to have bacon on mine. Ah, yeah. Bacon cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I get that one. So, all right. My next one here, I'm not sure if you drink, but if you do, uh, beer or wine? Wine. No, I, I noticed Once you said in a while, New, but... yeah. yeah, in New Mexico, have you had some, the New Mexican St. Clair, I think is the vineyard. You know, I haven't, there's a brewery downtown here. I'm, I'm in a little town called Truth or Consequences. Oh, I know the, I know the town. Yep. My soul literally like brought me here and I've been here like five months now. I really love it. Mm -hmm. And there's a brewery that I have not, um, I, I haven't been into but I would like, I really like beer, especially yeah. I like Stella Artois or Peroni. And um, my wife but, likes that, yeah. Yeah, but they get gluten, so I kind of stay away. But I get a friend in town visiting, and, and so we might go try out some local beer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the winery that we said, it's like Deming, down in Deming, New Mexico, and it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like my wife and I love it. We found it, we found it on a motorcycle road trip one time. <laughs> What's it called again? It's called St. Clair. Okay. Yeah, Google St. Clair Winery. I think they've changed the name of it to something else, like the family name. But Google St. Clair Winery because it'll give you the new name, whatever it is. Yeah. Good so, to know. Yeah. Um, how about this? All right. Are you a type person since we've all been indoors for so long? Are you a dress-up person or are you a yoga pants person? <sighs> Hmm. I'm, I guess like more of a yoga pants, like really like squirts. Like <laughs> I like to be comfortable. Yeah. And since we've been in for so long, um, when I go out, like part of my expression is through my clothes. So even when I go out like to shop or whatever, I like to like have all my colors on. I'm color girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but in the house, I'm very, very comfortable. Yeah. 
Uh, I had a guy uh, yesterday that, that, that I interviewed yesterday. The whole interview, he was sitting in his underpants with a with a nice shirt on, and you couldn't tell the whole time. And he's like, because I want, I can, I can do it. So, like, I have like a really nice dress on right now. I'm like, I'm gonna get dressed up. I know. I have I have like dress jeans and a dress shirt. I wear it all That's the time. A sharp shirt you get on. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's I always a sharp wear shirt. Yeah, I, I wear nice dress shirts and and and. Uh, uh, and dress dress pants. So yeah, that our, our dress jeans, I should say. It's what I uh -huh. always wear. So yeah. Anyway, um, my next question is going to be: When you go to the movies, are you a popcorn girl or a candy girl? Popcorn with butter in Sonoma County, where I've been for a long time. Uh, there's a, th a local theater in Sebastopol that has like shaker cheese and like all kinds of like herbs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um spices and so yeah yum yummy 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 cool cool all right now my last two are the controversial questions my next one is in your house does the toilet paper go over on the roll or under over it makes no sense to go under because then it hits the wall and it's like and you gotta take like one more step to find it sometimes right. but no, over so it doesn't hit the wall. So, so uh, uh, Janet, this 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 question, like I have people on here who all like love and rainbows and unicorns, and they're sweet and kind. The whole broadcast, I ask them that question over, like like mean, like I'm like, dude, what happened to Miss Kind there? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It is a controversial yeah. question, man. And everybody, wait a minute, no, they're like they either like it under or over, and they have a reason why they like it that way. And then there's no two reasons that are the same. <laughs> oh, it is just so funny. All right, my last one. Now, I, I I think you said that you weren't married, so I don't know about this one, but um, I ask it anyway every time. And it's boxers or briefs. And I don't know whether you wear them or you like to see them that way. It doesn't matter oh, to me. <laughs> so, well, I'm, I'm not married at the moment. Um, I like the the briefs, but the the long the longer briefs. The boxer brief. The boxer brief. So yeah. not boxers, but the boxer brief. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's that's what I wear. I just have gotten so much because they just <laughs> they, they are they they're like they they keep everything in line. All right, but yet they're, they're, just, they're yeah. There's a sexiness to about them more than just the re the regular brief or the boxers. Okay, every man who is thinking about dating you is taking this down in notes right now. Right? <laughs> no toilet paper over boxer brief. <laughs> I told you, Dan, you were going to have fun on my podcast. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, Janet, one more time for both the listeners' audio as well as those watching the video. All right. Tell them your website because I want to make sure they can get a hold of you and take this relationship to the next level. Wonderful. It's my full name, Janet Kaliri, J-A-N-E-T-C-A-L-I-R-I. Um, and if you also Google visible transitions, my methodology I've been speaking of, you'll get to the same website. Cool. Cool. Well, Jenna, yeah. I thank you. I, I thank you for taking time out of your schedule today to be with me and my audience and, and share with our community some of your wisdom. It's just, it's been meaningful to me and I appreciate that. Well, I thank you for accepting me and coming in here, having a curious conversation and having fun. And, um, yeah, to all the listeners, 
hope you got some wisdom or aha moments. And Tim, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you again. Oh, all right. Uh, to you guys, listeners, all right. Hey, if you haven't by now, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as where you get your podcast. I'm Tim Gillette. This is the Tim Gillette Show. I'll be back next week with some great guests. Make sure you stay tuned to this channel and are subscribed so you can get them. In the meantime, go check out Janet at her website, all right, and take this relationship to the next level. I'm Tim Gillette. I want you guys to have a great week. See you next week. Bye.